Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Every time we come together, that ought to be our, our, our first objective above everything else is just simply to honor and to magnify Him. So that should be our first objective every time. You know, he, when we come together, he, he hasn't marked on his calendar when we're going to be together. He, he makes a note that he's here and he's early. He's, he's here before any of us is here, waiting on the opportunity for the body, the, the body of believers here at Impact Family Church to get together. And he's so forward, he so looks forward to time with us. And, you know, we just want him to be magnified in everything we do. Amen. You know, the Lord is here with us right now. His, he, not just it, the thought of him, but he is actually residing here with us this morning. Ooh, glory be to God. I believe, you know, that uh, as we move forward in things and become more uh, uh, perceptive and, and more aware of the, the things of the Spirit, that we'll begin to recognize him more often than we do. You know, I've been in times and services where the Lord's moved in and, it, it, and, it's, and it's not been a lot. But it's been so strong that you, you could tell where he was in the room. You could actually, I didn't see him, but you could tell where he was. And um, that, that is, uh, I know one time we were sitting in the youth room on a practice. I've told this story before, just having music practice on a, on a Thursday night, I think it was, or whatever night, and Monday night, and after prayer, and we were just, just spent a few minutes just praising the Lord. And, and I, don't know if, I don't know if it was just me or if the rest of them did as well, but turned around, somebody came in the door. Just knew somebody came in the door, and the presence of God just got so strong in that room. And uh, we just sat there for a while, didn't, didn't make a sound, just sat there and just enjoyed being with him. You know, he's here today. That same Jesus that, 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 that walked in on us has walked, already walked in on us this morning. Amen? And I believe we're coming into a time where we'll be, be seeing into the realm of the Spirit more clearly and sensing His presence even stronger. You know, Adam and Eve, they walked daily in the garden with Him. They didn't just walk and, and pretend they were walking with, the God, with, with God. They actually walked with Him and talked with Him. Amen. And they, they spent time like that with Him, like you would spend time with anyone that you know in the natural. You know, that's the place we've been called to. I don't know about you, but, but I, I want to get more... Uh, comfortable and more adept at, at ignoring what I see around me and just centering my attention on him and letting him be who he wants to be. Amen? Whoo, glory be to God. Well, it all starts with us recognizing that he's here and believing that he's here, right? Not just, not just oh, it's a good idea, but knowing that he's, he's, he's here with us this morning. Amen? But then looking for him to be himself. And, and also, you know, not getting in a hurry, but letting him do what he wants to do. This is not what I'm talking about this morning, but I'm giving him an opportunity. We're, we're just, we're just, we're talking about recognizing him, right? And being open to what he wants to do. Yeah, just being open to him. Not, you know, this isn't just a, a set thing that we do. We're coming to hang out with the saints, yes, but as a body, spend time with God and with the Lord Jesus. Whoo, glory. He is here, amen? He is with us, praise God. Holy Spirit is walking amongst us this morning. As, as I minister, he's going to be whispering in your ear. Yeah. I mean, he's not limited to the things that I say. He'll, he'll come along and, and, and say, yep, this, and then bring something out that you need that fits your life exactly. Are your ears open to what he has to say? Yeah. Woo! Yeah. 
I mean, Jesus said repeatedly, let him who have ears to hear, let him hear. I mean, I've, I don't know about you, but I've got ears to hear. Yeah, I mean, he's talking to me. Well, I've never had the Lord talk to me. Well, start saying that he talks to you, that, that I know his voice. Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice. He, he said that. I didn't say it. He said, my sheep will know my voice. If you're his sheep, you know his voice. Whether or not you've ever heard it, or, or the truth is you've heard it, you just didn't realize you've heard it. But whether or not you're aware of it or not, you know his voice. You know his voice. Amen. That ought to make you happy. I know the voice of God. Woo! Hallelujah. I know the voice of my Savior Jesus. Hallelujah. I know the voice of the Holy Ghost. I know this voice. Woo! See, we get just excited just saying a little bit, but start living in that place where you're aware of. And, and the pastor's been talking. If you didn't, I just encourage you to go back and listen to last Sunday morning. I was out mowing the yard, and I borrowed the pastor's mower, got out there, and I was out there mowing the yard. And I listened to last Sunday morning over and over. There were some things he said that, that I've never heard him say it the way he did. And, and it answers some things for me. Like, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to it. But he was talk, he's been talking about faith for the last days. You know, if we're going to participate and move with God and move with the Holy Ghost and, 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 and the Bible says we're co-laborers together with Christ. What does that mean that we're working together with him? You realize that he can't do anything apart from us and we can't do anything apart from him. Well, if our relationship is that tied together, I mean, if it's that, if it's that close that God is limited, that God can do nothing without us and we can do nothing without him, it's important that we recognize him. It's, I mean, it's kind of vital that we, we hear his voice, right? That we know his leading, right? When he says to do this or to do that, go here, go there, be aware of this, do that. I mean, whatever it is, when he speaks, we hear it, right? It's, it's vital. He's been talking about faith for the last day. Part of that is speaking the truth of the word in your life. The reality is you know his voice, You have an unction from the Holy One. What does it mean? The Holy Spirit's living on the inside of you. He didn't, he didn't live yesterday. He's living today on the inside of you. He is your helper. He is your guide. He is the revealer of truth. He is all what you need. He is, and he is in it, in you today and amongst us today. You hear his voice. You hear his voice. Everybody just say that. I hear his voice. I hear his voice. I hear your voice. <laughs> now that doesn't mean you're going to hear necessarily something audible, but the real you, you're, you're a spirit being, you recognize the voice of God. You recognize that inward witness. You recognize the inward voice. You recognize your spirit will actually hear the spirit of God speak to you and it'll become aware to you what God has said to you. And it's easy for you to recognize and to hear what he's saying. Woo, I tell you, we're at such an advantage in the day we live. And, and I believe that if we'll begin to, to, to walk in the position of sons and daughters of God who recognize his voice. Listen, once you start recognizing it, it's hard not to respond. When you know, when you know, when you know who's talking to you, it's hard not to respond to that. But, but if you begin to hear what he says and then begin to just step. You know, part of it is by res responding to this, hearing this. Jesus and his word, they're one, right? But what it says here, respond to, this is God speaking to you. Begin to respond to these things. Begin to respond. What does that mean, respond? You put them into action. You, you do what it says, right? Begin to respond to this. And then you make it a point that I'm believing that, that I'm trusting the Holy Ghost. He's real. 
and he's with me. Jesus said, I'll send you a comfort and he'll abide with you forever, right? And so he's abiding with me forever. Are we in forever? Is this a part of forever? I mean, we're in the middle of forever, aren't we? Which means he's still here. That didn't pass away when the apostles died off. You know, we still have apostles alive today. <laughs> See, people use that excuse. It doesn't apply. We have apostles alive today. But, but we're, he's, he's with us. He's with us today. So you'll start listening to this and responding to this and keep an open heart and expect and believe the truth that he does speak to you and you do recognize his voice. Well, I don't, I've never heard it. No, that doesn't matter. I don't, I, you just haven't recognized. You have heard his voice. Begin to declare, I hear his voice. I know his voice. It's easy for me to be led by God. It's easy for me to hear from God. Simple statements like that, I tell you, you start doing that, talking like that and expecting him when the decision comes up or in a service like this. And every time we come together, that I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna recognize him. Whoo! We're not, we're, we're, you, you do realize there's no limitations for us. You do realize there's no limitations for those who are in Christ. You do realize that, front or the back, left or the right, there's no limitation for you. You're just as much a member of the family of God as you will ever be. And everything that belongs to you in the future belongs to you today. And your ability to hear from him and fellowship with him is yours today, just as much as it will be tomorrow, just as much as it was for Adam and Eve in the past, it's yours today. You know, begin to talk like this and just check the inside of your heart. I think we need to give ourselves more opportunity to do this, right? Instead of being in a hurry, give ourselves some opportunity to, to what are we doing right now? We're, we're, we're spending a few minutes really meditating in the word, meditating in the reality of who we are in Christ. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. To be honest with you, this is what I do for myself personally. This is what I do. Begin to think about these things and begin to talk about these things and, and then not just, not just something that I'm just saying, facts that I'm just rattling off. Yes, I'm in Christ, you know, uh, rattle these things off. But, but take an opportunity to, to open myself up, right, and look to the inside and give an opportunity for the Lord to perform those things. And, to, you know, he wants to back those things up. I mean, he, he's, he, he's, he has a, he's, he's watching over his word to what? Anybody know what the Bible says? What is it? To what? perform it think about that that he watches over his word to perform it think about that he watches over his word to demonstrate the things that he said you know really a being a new a new creature in christ being united with him it's about a performance that god's putting on it's about, it's about a demonstration of who he is. You know, we're here to demonstrate who God is. The good news is he's here to demonstrate who he is as well. But we got to be open to it. Open to what he wants to do. So you start talking like this and start talking about hearing him and seeing him and recognizing him and how easy it is. He'll, he'll begin to start to, to, you'll begin to sense his presence. Like, what is that? Well, that that's, that's the presence of the Lord. Don't run from it. Run to it. Right? Give him opportunity to do what he wants to do. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. We love you. We honor you. We bless you. <laughs> oh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your presence, Lord Jesus. Oh, we honor you. We magnify you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, we bless you. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Whew, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We bless you. We honor you. We magnify you. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're here. Oh, we thank you, Holy Spirit, you're with us right now. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> oh, we're in a place where need cannot stay, where infirmity can't stay. We just simply yield ourselves to your presence right now. We thank you that those things have got to go in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. It's good to spend time with him. Amen. Hallelujah. I'd encourage you to take some time, you know, when you get on your own to just not be in a hurry and just spend time with him. Sit on the couch. Turn the TV off. You just get away from everything and just spend time with your Father. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Go with me over to, all right, go with me over to... Um, Where I want to go here. Second Corinthians chapter six. Hallelujah. Thank God, thank God. I'm gonna take a, a departure from what I was gonna do. Is that all right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. In uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, Monday night, uh, a couple of Monday nights ago, um, we had prayer. Pastor and Pastor Angel were out of town. I think they were in the, in the mountains, and so we had prayer on a Monday night. And um, we have prayer tomorrow night. I don't know who's leading prayer tomorrow. Kendra, do you know who that is? Okay, it must be you. All right, so, because uh, we won't be here. <laughs> None of us will be here, so I guess you'll do it. But anyway, um, uh, or somebody, we'll, we'll figure that out. It's going to be good, just be here. But anyway, um, we had prayer on, on Monday night, and you know, uh, it seems to me, at least, uh, uh, that the Lord works with, with different people in different ways. Um, there are, are uh, uh, how does that, the, he, he just works, he, we're all a little more inclined to certain ways that the Lord deals with us about things. So we're, we're in prayer Monday night a couple weeks ago on Monday night. And uh, we were praying, and, and at the end, you know, I felt impressed to have Brother Steve lead us in a song, if you those were here, and just, just in some time just to worship God. And um, she so began to just worship the Lord, and, and for me at least, this has been common, 
the Lord a lot of times shows me things, and I'll, I'll get uh, uh, pictures or little, uh, a little mini movie. I don't know how to else to explain. I just see some things, and and the Lord does that a lot with me. He'll show me this, show me that, and and, and that's just one of the ways he, he tends to work with me. And so as we were up here and just worshiping the Lord, you know, um, you realize we we worship the Lord for no other reason than just to worship Him. I wasn't worshiping him, just honoring him to us so I could see something. You understand there's a difference. You know, a lot of times we approach the Lord in our praise, our thanksgiving, our worship, where we're doing it to get something specific. We're looking to, even, even as I was just talking about, experiencing his presence and hearing his voice. You know, you can come and, and worship the Lord, honor the Lord, and, and you can have that be your, your goal, Right? To experience his presence. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to experience his presence, but it really shouldn't be why we worship him. You understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And so, you know, we've all been guilty of that, haven't we? I mean, we, we approach the Lord, we're looking for something. You realize he's not a slot machine, you know, and, and, we, and when we want something specific, you pull a different lever and get something different that you want. That's not the way he works. Now, he's always giving us and ministering to us. He's always looking to do things. He's just good like that. He's always wanting to do something. Uh, but, you know, we, we don't do that in order to, to get anything. Our praise and our worship from him ought to just be because we love him and we just want to be but just to bless him, right? You know, we can cheapen things if we, if we come into it with our own ulterior motives, even if they're good motives. Our, our number one motive ought to just be to bless him, right? And so at the end of prayer, you know, we, we just felt like we need to have Brother Steve uh, lead us in a song and just worship the Lord. And so I was just praising him. And I saw in, in, I just saw it, and I can't tell you, I can't say, uh, I, I, won't descri- I can't describe what it looked like because I honestly didn't see features of what it looked like, but I saw the Lord Jesus here in the room and he walked down this aisle. And he came around this aisle and he walked this way and like I said, I, I, I can't necessarily tell you exactly what he looked like, I, but I, I recognized who it was. Now, I'm not, you do realize I'm not being weird, right? If you think this is weird, you ought to read your Bible. Because, you know, this is, not, this is not even close to the things that, that we've seen in here. And you realize what he does. We're still living in the day of the book of Acts. Right? You're here in first, first, uh, uh, or Second Corinthians. Go back to Acts. Is this all right this morning? Yeah. Acts. It better be. <laughs> Acts chapter 2. Acts, the second chapter. Did I say that? Yeah, yeah. Acts chapter 2. So that's, you, you, saw the, you saw the Lord Jesus? Well, yeah, I did. Now, like I said, I didn't see him. It wasn't, like I said, I didn't see his, I, I knew it was him. I don't know how else to explain it other than that. I saw him, and it was an individual, okay? Um, and, I, and I just knew who it was. So well, how did you know? Well, because I know. But anyway, uh, if it was something else, you'd have known that as well. You know, things of the Spirit are not hard to discern. They're really not, <laughs> right? They're not, they're not hard to discern. Anyway, Acts chapter 2, verse 14, but Peter, standing up with eleven, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Uh, The actual Amplified, the Amplified of that says, this is the beginning of that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, listen, this is the beginning of. Now, I want you to notice, first of all, this is a side note. What happened before this? This is something I'd never seen before until just recently. What happened before this? They, had, they saw tongues as fire, right? 
descend and sat upon each of them. They spoke in an unknown language. Every person heard them magnifying God in their own language. And they were unlearned, uneducated in foreign languages. So this was a supernatural thing. Now, we don't know what was going on, but people thought they were drunk because Peter said they're not drunk as you suppose. So something was going on otherwise that, that, that made them think they were drunk, right? So those are the three things that happened. We'll read here. So this is, this is the beginning of uh, that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Verse 17, and it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on what flesh? All. All flesh. Are you flesh this morning? Then you qualify for this. More than just qualify, God desires that his spirit be poured out on your flesh. And the reality is he, if you're born again, his spirit definitely has been poured out on your flesh. So you got to start seeing things in light of reality of what it really is. Well, what is that? What does it say? This is the beginning. It shall come to pass in the last days. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass in the last days that I pour my spirit out on all flesh. Notice, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, which is sudden. Prophecy is just sudden inspiration of the spirit. Prophecy is just sudden inspiration of the Spirit, speaking inspired words. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. On my men servants and my maid servants, I'll pour out my Spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. It used when I was a kid, this used to freak me out. It doesn't freak me out anymore. I'll show wonders in heaven above and signs in earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. Well, that didn't sound good. Those, those things are coming. Right? There are going to be signs. You, you realize the book of Revelations, there's all kinds of stuff like that that goes on. <laughs> Praise God. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Verse 20, 21, it should come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I said on Monday night prayer, I was praying. I saw the Lord walk down the aisle. I say, well, that's weird. Well, we're living in a day where these things happen. That I had a vision. Your young men will have vision. Your old men will dream dreams. So whether you're young or old, you qualify. And, and really, you qualify for both. Because in God's scheme of things, you're, 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 we're, you're young, you're old makes no difference, right? Don't limit, put limit. Well, I'm old or I'm young. The Lord can't give me a dream. He can, he can. Just be open to whatever he wants to do. pastor always said we don't seek after those things. You understand? We're not being weird. It's weird to come in and look for something. That's weird. But you, you look for the word. And you look for, for to do what the Word says, but you're open to whatever the Holy Ghost, whatever the Spirit of God wants to do, right? I had, I had a friend of mine talk about, you know, people being weird. I had a friend of mine that was in a denominational church, and I've told this before, in a denominational church around here. And um, somebody came to that morning and was sick and needed prayer and asked the pastor to lay hands on them. And, and they don't do this sort of thing, so the pastor called them up, laid hands on them. person got healed, and it freaked them out, and my friend left the church over it. Because somebody got healed in church. I was like, well, and he told me, well, we went to another church. It just was weird. I said, so the person was sick. Yes. And God healed them. Yes. So, and you know, God healed them. Yeah. And that freaked you out so that you left. That's, just, that's also weird, right? That makes no sense. So God moves, somebody gets healed and you run. I just, I just shook my head. Somebody like that will never experience the reality of who God is in their life. It'll all just be something they read and they expect to experience later. It'll never be real to them today, right? And so we can also get into a ditch about things that we're not comfortable with. We're not looking for things. You understand, we're not looking for things 
We're not looking for things. We're not trying to make things happen. You understand what I'm saying? But if God wants to do something, we, can't not, we cannot put him in a box. Number one, it shouldn't be weird for one of the pastoral staff to have a vision on Monday night, nor should it be weird for somebody in the pew, somebody in the seats also praying to see something on a Monday night. Just like it shouldn't be weird on Tuesday morning for that to happen. If you think it's weird, if you think it's unusual, then you put a limitation on what God can do in your life. You put a box on him, you lock him down, and limit what he can do for you. Why do people never experience God? They never see him, they never hear him, they never experience any of these things that the word promises us is because they're weirded out by it. What, that, is just, that is nothing more than the ideas of this world coming in to try to rob you of the reality of being in union with Christ. Will it be weird to see him when we get to the other side? Will it be weird to hear him when we get to the other side? Will it be weird for miracles, signs and wonders to happen when we get to the other side? Then it's not weird now. It's no less weird now than it will ever be. Well, if that, if that seems odd to you, now I know for a lot of the church world, that this is a weird thing. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean it's not real. And if it lines up with the word of God, if it lines up with the word of God, if it magnifies the Lord Jesus, well, how do I know? How do I know if it's right? Well, does it align with the word and does it glorify Jesus? How did I know who it was? Because I know on the end, I knew, I knew, I'm a spirit, I knew who that was. And I could also judge it, it didn't creep me out. It brought peace, it brought joy. I was glad that he was here. Now, if it creeps you out, weirds you out, it's either one of two things. It's either, it's either the enemy trying to come in and get a foothold in your life. Right. Let me just say this. We're on, we're on so many different side journeys this morning. Is this all right? Yeah. We're in so many side journeys today. But listen, if you haven't noticed this, our culture is consumed right now with the occult, demonic, all of that garbage that's out there. Have you noticed that? We were just, I was the other day doing something, some, a teenager was talking about, you know, their favorite show was some, I don't even, I don't even know what it was, but I, I recognized the name, and it was something about supernatural, not godly supernatural, but woo, supernatural, creepy stuff, spells, and, and you, know, you realize the enemy's trying to open us up to that kind of stuff. We were in Africa in 2007, I mean, they said people, demons would manifest, everybody would see them, and would go beat people up, chasing kids around in the schools, beating people up. What? We don't ever see that stuff here. It's because we're not open to it. There's something you can learn. Whatever you're open to is what you're going to get. Right? We can be open to him, to the Lord Jesus, and yet stay closed to the things that the enemy would bring. The counterfeit. Right? There are counterfeits out there. They don't bring life. They don't bring blessing. They don't bring joy. They bring fear. Right? Well, you you, you need to not watch that stuff. I said, you need not watch that stuff. It, it, well, it's just an innocent TV show, and I love it. It's got great writing. I don't care how great the writing is. It's writing in devils into your life. It's opening your attention to things you ought not be experiencing, things that are beneath you. The only time you ought to see the devil is see the backside of him running from you. Amen. Right? Amen. Right? That's the only time you ought to see him. But people open themselves up to this kind of stuff. You ought not open yourself up to this. But we, you know, we, we, and you know, just talking about that, you know, have you ever watched a creepy movie and then just this, just yuckiness was all over you? Like watching a, a radioactive bear, right, Mark and Leslie? But anyway, uh, 
They showed me this horror movie. No, they didn't show it to me. They were, they were watching some ungodly movie about a bear. And I, anyway, I'm just picking on them. But anyway, and I happened to watch, walk in there, and it just freaked me out. But anyway, you ever watch the movie? I'll be honest with you. I, I'll just tell on myself. Amy's like, oh, don't. Amy and I made this agreement. We'd never tell the story. So I'm going to, I'll tell it on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Woo, on a Sunday morning. We're getting, all right. On a Sunday morning. <clears throat> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I've already repented, thank you. <laughs> Accuser of the brethren. But anyway, all right, so, <laughs> so I can I can I can also get it, Miss Edna. But anyway. We were living in Jacksonville. And um we had a we had a family member, I won't say who it was, but it was on Amy's side of the family. So uh <laughs> that had recommended this movie. Oh, now she oh, oh, oh yeah. So See, they recommended this movie, and they said, this is the just, it's just great movie. You've got to go see it. I had, we had no interest of seeing it. I, I knew that it was out in theaters, but had no interest of seeing it, didn't want to see it. They were talking it up about how good it is, how great it is. You know, you can be influenced by other people. Who made the decision to buy the ticket? But, you know, that was, that was happened because I was open to what they had to say about it when it went against what I knew better in my heart. So they recommended this movie. It was the movie The Ring. Everybody, don't raise your hand if you saw it. Oh, 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 don't, don't, don't worry about getting in trouble in church. Edna will get on to you about it. So um, this movie The Ring that was out 2000, something like, I don't even know when it was. She told me how great the movie was. So we went and we bought our tickets. We took a friend of ours from Jacksonville. We, I actually went to go see The Ring in theaters. I've never seen a horror movie. I think I watched a Jason movie when I was a kid just because, you know, I couldn't understand why a guy's running. Jason's walking and Jason still catches him. But anyway, uh, that, that was just stupid. You know, the old horror movie stuff was a, was a gateway drug, so to speak, to the stuff they're pumping out today. Right? And, and so we went to see this movie, and, and I had never bought a ticket to a horror movie before, or whatever you want to call it. And that thing started, and as soon as I sat down, my heart's, you need, you ought not be in here. But they said it was the greatest movie in the world. I got to see it. And plus, I paid my... 875 or whatever. Don't we do dumb things because we paid a little bit of money? Come on, y'all. Anyway, well, I paid a little bit of money. I just got it. No, you don't. You ought to have smart. You ought to be has a lesson. Never waste your money again, right? So we're sitting there, and, and the movie starts, and and I didn't. I'm not saying anything because Amy's acting like she's enjoying it, you know. And and, uh, and and my friend's on the other side, and he's acting like he's enjoying it. Everybody's enjoying the movie. So I'm thinking, man, this is just me. I mean, this thing is, I'm just in knots the whole time. I end up sitting through that whole dumb movie. All three of us sat through the whole movie. And I'm telling you what, we, we got outside. We walked out, didn't say a word, walked outside. And I'm telling you, I watched this stuff, and, and, and things that I not be participating with were trying to influence me. And it was a major spirit of fear. Now, the movie wasn't particularly that scary, but there is a spirit behind it, and I could, and it was, it was creeping me out. I was very uncomfortable. It was someplace I didn't, wanna, I, I, didn't want, I didn't want this. But none of us said anything. They, oh, and we finally said, oh, what would you think? Oh, it was good. Amy's like, I liked it. And, and no, she didn't say that. Uh, uh, we all, like, it was good, and it was well done. And, and my friend, he's like, yeah, it was good, and sat there for a minute, and, I, and finally I said, listen, I said, I just have to repent to you guys for even 
us going to this movie. And I just think we need to agree right now just to bind every nasty spirit that was involved in that thing because it's just the atmosphere is not right. And they were like, You're, yes, yes, we definitely need to do that, <laughs> right? Sammy went from a thumbs up to a thumbs down, right? So we, we, we prayed together. We, 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 we repented for it. We bound that. What is that all about? The, the, there is a spirit realm. People who think the things of God are weird, yet they'll go to the movie theater and buy in all this other garbage because there's something in you that is drawn to the supernatural realm because after all, folks, that's what we were created for. We're not natural people. We're spirit beings, and we function in a supernatural realm. There's a draw there because that's who we really are. But let's not be open to the wrong thing, to the counterfeit. Let's stay open to the real thing. What God's doing. We're not looking for something to happen, but we're open to whatever he wants to do. Don't go to see the other side. Don't see that garbage. Listen, the, his sheep know his voice and the voice of another. What? They will not follow. There's other voices out there. Let's not listen to those voices. It starts by not looking at the wrong thing. Anyway. Well, who cares he's going? Don't see that kind of garbage. But I want you to notice the things that happened here in the book of Acts, the things that Paul, Peter said this is the beginning of, right? So these are the beginning of the things that Joel spoke. Your young men have visions, old men dream dreams, prophecy, right? The things that were talked about. Did any of those things happen in the book of Joel that Joel talked about? Was there tongues as a fire in the book of Joel? Was there something that made them, other people think they were drunk in the book of Joel? What's my point? We can't limit him. We can't limit him. There are, you know, I, I've been in a service for where people rolled. I have actually been one of the rollers. <laughs> and it was, it, was a, it was of God. The Lord Jesus was honored. He was magnified in it. I was blessed by it. We've had people run here and in the middle of taking a lap get healed. The devil's not in the business of healing people. It brings glory to the Lord. Is, is that mentioned here in Acts chapter 2? No. Is it? Is it? It's not a trick question. Mark's like, yes, it is. No, he's like, he, he's agreeing with me. It's not, it's not mentioned. So we can't put the Lord into a box, right? I said all that. Say, is it weird that you're, people see something in, in, in a prayer service? Well, I've not seen anything. Well, you ought to start saying that, you know, as the Lord wills, I see, right? But I always hear. I always hear his voice. I always recognize his voice. So anyway, we're in service, and it's already 1157, dear Lord. So we're here that Monday, that Monday night. We're praying, and, and I saw him walk around. And he came up this aisle, and he walked over and went back in, in, the, in the back and started walking this way. And, and then that's all that I saw. And the Lord brought me to this scripture, going back to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I told you to hold your place there, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. This is the day we live in. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We'll start in verse 11. O Corinthians, we've spoken openly to you. Our heart is wide open. This is verse 11. You're not restricted by us, but you're restricted by your own affections. Notice the, the restriction that happens in our life is our own desires. What's keeping you from hearing from him? It's not on his end. It's on your end. Your own desires are keeping you. Anybody agree? See, we, we, we'll never have the opportunity to point our finger at the Lord Jesus and say, well, you didn't do this, you didn't do that. It's all on us, right? 
It says, you're not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now, in return for the same, I speak to you, speak as to children. You also be open. We need to be open. You know, when, when your brother or sister in here has an experience and they share it with you, now you judge it with the word, right? You judge it, does it line up with the word of God? Does it, does it line up with the witness of the spirit on the inside of you? And then you ought to rejoice with them. We ought not think it's weird that the Lord is doing things amongst us. I said, we ought not think that's weird. If you think it's strange, then you're limiting what he can do, right? Verse 14, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what accord is Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an, unpar- with an unbeliever? The obvious question is none. Verse 16, what agreement has the temple of God with idols? An idol is anything you exalt above him, right? What has the temple of God have to do with idols? Nothing. You know, we're all susceptible to living with idols. Doesn't mean you have something in the corner of your room that you come to and light candles. It's just whatever you put over him. It could be a TV show when you should be with the church family, right? It could be anything that you're putting over him, right? Oh, praise God. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. Everybody say, I am the temple. temple. What does it mean? He's living on the inside of you, right? As God has said, verse notice, verse 16, I will walk in them and I will walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. Notice he said, I will dwell in them. Are you born again? He's dwelling on the inside of you. But it goes beyond that, beyond that I, and walk with them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. You realize he wants to not just live in you, he wants to walk amongst us as well. He wants to walk amongst us as well. This is scripture. This is his will. Therefore, well, how do we get there? Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. You have to realize you are different. So you have to realize you are different. And that's okay. That's a good thing. We're different. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very good thing. Don't touch what is unclean and I will receive you. Don't touch what is unclean and I'll receive you. Your diet affects your spiritual diet, right, which is affected by what you do naturally with your mind, what you give yourself to, what you involve yourself in, right? He says, don't touch what is unclean, and notice, I will receive you. Mm. You know, you can, be, you can be, have a relationship with someone and not be received by them, right? You ever gone to somebody's house that maybe you had a disagreement with? Maybe a family member. You go over and, and you're, you're in relationship, but they're not really receiving you. Right? It says, uh, don't touch what is unclean and I will receive you. I'll be a father to you and you shall be my sons and, the, and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. He desires to walk amongst us. He not only desires to live in you, he desires to walk amongst us and to be at home with us. Right? He desires to do that. That's his, that's his desire. It's his desire today. It's his de- desire tonight. It's his desire in, in not just services. You know, it's not a church thing. It's a lifestyle thing. He desires to walk amongst you. Not your pastor. He desires to walk amongst our, your pastors as well. But as you as a believer, as a child of God, he desires to walk amongst you. Right? You go over to uh, Hebrews
pastor's been reading the scripture, verse, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. But this verse, just taking a step, a step back, one, one verse before speaking of, of Enoch, by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He had this testimony before he was taken that he pleased God. And how, did, how was he able to do that? It's because he believed that God was and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now I'm not sure exactly where this is in the book of Genesis. Let me find it. Speaking of Enoch, if anybody knows, you can help me. Anybody know off the top of their head? Genesis 5, is that what it is? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, remember, in 2 Corinthians, he says, this is, I'll be their God, they'll be my people. I'll live in them, I'll dwell in them, and I'll walk amongst them, right? Enoch had this testimony that he pleased God so that he was taken before he saw death, right? This was the first instance of rapture that we see. This is the first example of a rapture, a, a taking away that we have in the Bible. Enoch, we, we, those who are alive when Jesus returns won't be the first people to be raptured. It's already happened. Enoch experienced rapture. He was also taken up. We're ta- you know, around here we've been talking about revival and, and end times and what God's doing. Haven't we? I mean, the Lord is leading us in this direction. So we know that he'll walk, he'll be our God. No, we have to stop here in just a second. He'll, we'll, he'll, be, we'll, he'll be our God, we'll be his people. He'll dwell in us, walk amongst us. We look to Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith, talking about Enoch, that he had this testimony before God that he pleased God, right? And he was taken before he saw death because he believed that he was and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Meaning he just believed that, how did he, how did he get this testimony? He just simply believed that God would respond to him approaching him. That's all that means. That God was and he would respond. Well, notice here in Genesis chapter 5, verse uh, uh, 21, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. I don't believe anything's written in the word. There's so many things that could have been written, but only some things were. The Holy Ghost was very specific about what he wrote. After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Note verse 24. We have very, know very little about Enoch. Verse 24, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So three scriptures here that we, we know of the life of Enoch, it keeps emphasizing that he walked with God. Notice he had sons and daughters, meaning he continued on with life, meaning that we can continue on with life and walk with God. He is our God. He'll dwell among us, and he wants to walk. He'll dwell in us and walk amongst us. It's his desire. It's his desire to be amongst us. It's his desire to manifest himself amongst us. 
Enoch had this philosophy, this point of view, and this kind of faith. He trusted God was a rewarder. He went after him. He had the reputation he, that he was, God was pleased with him. God took him. Notice Enoch begat Methuselah. <laughs> right? There's all the significance that's involved in this. What's my point? Enoch was raptured. He had the testimony he pleased God. Why? Because he walked with God because it's God's desire to walk with him. What generation will be the one that will be taken? It's the generation. It's not a clock thing. It's a heart thing of the people who know their God, right? Know him, believe that he is, and trust that he's a rewarder, and that believe that he not just lives in them, but he also walks amongst them, and they start walking with him. They'll just begin to walk with him. So the Lord showed me that when we walked. He is walking amongst us. I said, he is walking amongst us. He is here today. He'll be here the next time we come together. But he's also going to follow you home. And it's not creepy that he's following you home, right? He's going to be with you. I just want to encourage you. Like I said, it's not at all what I was going to talk about this morning, but that's all right. I want to encourage you. Exactly. That's what he, he had better ideas. So, right, so we'll go with his idea, right? <clears throat> so I want to encourage you to begin to expect these things in your life. Go after him, expect the things that he brings. Pursue him, he is, and that he is the rewarder. You don't go after the reward, you go after the rewarder. So when we come together and we're, we're spending time praising him, listen, we're, we're always talking about, you know, get your attention on the Lord, you know, lift your hands, whatever it takes, that your attention is on him for no other reason is because you're looking to honor him and to bless him and to know him and to just, uh, 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 just minister to him, love on him. You do that because you know that he is, but you also know that he's a rewarder. So we're open to those things. We're open to what the Lord wants to do. We're open to what the Lord wants to do. I said we're open to what the Lord wants to do. I'm open to what the Lord wants to do. I'm not going to put him in a box. It has to be, has to be this. It has to be that. It has to, it has to be real. It has to be of God. It has to be that. I'm not going to settle for a counterfeit. I'm not going to open myself up to a counterfeit. Right? I'm not going to open myself up to that. But I am going to open myself up to what he wants to do. Listen, if you'll just pursue him, if you'll make him your goal, we come together, you know, make it your, your goal to not be distracted, but to learn to locate you. That's something, I, I don't know if anybody else says this, I say it all the time, locate your heart, right? Locate your heart. Steve, Steve said, he reminded, you know, when we, he was at, a, at, uh, at Ramah in Bible school, went to prayer school, I went before he went, then he moved out there after us. They always talked about what? Pushing past the veil of the flesh. Pushing past the distractions of the natural realm and the distractions of your mind. Oh, hallelujah. Well, I wonder what's for lunch. Everybody been there before? Oh, hallelujah. Boy, I forgot. Did I, did I leave the iron on? Hmm, I don't know if I did. Right? You push past those things. You push past that. You put your attention where it needs to be. And you just simply worship him, honor him, praise him out of a grateful heart. He's a rewarder of those who seek him. Amen? It's his desire to move amongst us. Well, praise God. Hallelujah. God's good. Hallelujah. I tell you, it's 1210. Let's all just stand up. Let's take just a few minutes just to love on him for no other reason is because he's worthy. Amen. Every person, I encourage you, if you're not good at this, not good at, 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 you know, at, at doing this, discipline your flesh. I'm going to put my attention on him. I mean, your mind is involved. 
Your mind is involved. You know, you can say hallelujah, praise God, and, and, turn your, and, and be just like a robot zombie, and it mean nothing. Right? I mean, you worship him with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your flesh. Right? So you, 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 you use your mind. Don't just say meaningless things and just let words just roll out of your mouth just because that's what you say. Put, make sure you mean what you're saying. But you discipline your mind not to go off somewhere else and you, you discipline your flesh to not be talking to me about, about this or that or what's itching on my leg or whatever. You push past that. Right? We're spirit beings. We can do this. But you have to learn. You have to learn to tap into that. Amen? You have to learn to yield to who you really are. Let's just close our eyes and just love on him for a few minutes. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord Jesus. We honor you. We magnify you. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.